MSW Media. Thanks to HelloFresh for supporting our show. Go to HelloFresh.com slash DailyBeans16 and use code DailyBeans16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, May 29th, 2023. Today, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton has been impeached by the Texas House of Representatives. The Department of Justice has withdrawn its decision that Trump was acting and his role as president when he defamed E. Jean Carroll. Ron DeSantis' administration officials have been soliciting campaign donations from lobbyists, and John Durham will testify before the House Judiciary Committee in June. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hey, Dana. Hello. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you. I have the sweetest story. So I'm in Albuquerque. As you know, I did my big show, but then I went to San Francisco for work and came back to Albuquerque for my nephew's graduation. And I was sitting in a coffee shop, and there was this quite handsome man sitting next to us. And as he got up, he looks over and he says, thank you for your work on the Daily Beans. He recognized me from my voice, loves both of us. And I won't say his name just so he can stay safe, but he teaches government. He's doing the Lord's work. Oh, that's so, so outstanding. I, I, yes. I was just having uh, dinner with a friend from high school and we were talking about our teachers back then. And we had some good ones and we had some bad ones. And we were talking about our very bad history teacher. Uh-huh. <laughs> who was one of the teachers that was like, no, you know, the Civil War was fought over states' rights, like one of them. So I'm I'm very... Like, oh, good Lord. <laughs> yeah, like Caleb's like, states' rights to do what? You know? <laughs> so uh, it's very good to know that there are some awesome people out there yeah. teaching government. That's so cool. Well, Isn't it sweet? Yeah. So shout out to you. You know who you are. And uh, it was just, it made my day. So I just wanted to, I wanted to tell you the story and he's, he listens every day to us. So it's wonderful. Hello, sir. And thank you for the kind words. Also news happening sort of right now, as we're recording this on Sunday afternoon, a uh, deal has been reached on the budget that will include suspension of the debt ceiling until 2025. But we don't know all of the details. We've heard some pretty great stuff, though. Uh, expansion, actually, of veterans benefits and SNAP for veterans and uh, homeless people. And so, uh, but I don't want to go into too much detail until the thing is actually inked, because as we know, that can often change. And it looks like there'll be enough votes in the uh, on the Republican side, you know, minus the Freedom Caucus, and that sh- there should be enough votes on the Democratic side, although they may have enough votes for some of the progressive Democrats in the party to be able to vote no, to take that no vote back to their constituents to say that it, you know, we should have had a debt, uh, clean debt ceiling bill. Um, so I think it's it's going to be a win win for everybody. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And we'll report on that as soon as it happens. One of my favorite things, and I, I think it was Brian, uh, his tweet, basically, McCarthy was like, the negotiations were hard, they were tough, and uh, we came to an agreement, which is such a change from calling him Sleepy Joe, yeah. you know, the entire time, all of a sudden, he's admitting the president fucking held his ground and kicked some ass in negotiations. It was tough, but we got it done. Yeah. And then he's like, and their team was professional and smart and respectful. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to make the uh, the MAGA caucus, which is very weird to say, those terms, <laughs> MAGA <laughs> Caucus, uh, very upset. Magagakis, that's their mating call. All right. Also, uh, we we could be weeks away 
from a Trump charging decision in the documents case, if not days, Dana. Oh, I sure hope so. It's going to be on one of the days we have off, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably, right? So everybody check out the latest episode of the Jack podcast. It's free. It's out now wherever you get your pods. All right, we have a lot of news to get to. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, from the New York Times, Republican Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton, was temporarily thrown out of office on Saturday by House lawmakers, many from his own party, who voted to impeach him over a series of bribery and corruption allegations, including that he had given special treatment to a campaign donor who helped him remodel his house. The vote was 121 to 23 in favor of impeachment and included a majority of House Republicans showing bipartisan support for the removal of the attorney general from his job. And it came over the objection of the former guy and a host of other, the MAGA caucus people. (laughs) (laughs) Prominent conservatives who argued the lawmakers were reversing the will of the voters, just like that was the old refrain when we impeached Donald twice. You're reversing the will of the voter. That's what fucking, that's what impeachment is, dumbass. When when he gets in and and he's so bad that we want to reverse the will of the voters. Uh, that is that's the mechanism of impeachment. Uh, but, yeah, they argued that they were reversing the will of the people who had reelected Paxton to a third term by a wide margin in November. They were basically saying all of his crimes happened before November. So the people knew he was a shitbag and voted for him anyway. And everybody on the impeachment side was like, no, no, no. There were a lot of people who didn't know what he did. <laughs> so now, you know, now we're they didn't know him. he was a shitbag and we're showing him he's a shitbag. Uh, Paxton, who was denied wrongdoing and called the proceedings illegal, will at some point face a trial before the state Senate, which is home to many of his allies, including his wife, State Senator Angela Paxton. Paxton's case will next move to the Senate. And he's going to stand trial there among the senators, like I said, is his wife. But we don't know if she's going to recuse. But during the time between now and that trial, Paxton will be out of office. He's removed immediately. Governor Greg Abbott may appoint someone to act as an interim attorney general, but he's not required to. And if he doesn't, those duties would be handled by the next most senior official, right? Deputy attorney general. I don't know who that is. It's probably another Republican. Assuming Paxton, the the lady, doesn't recuse herself and all 12 Democrats vote to, to remove him, nine of the 19 Republicans would also need to vote for impeachment to reach the necessary two-thirds majority. If the Senate votes to acquit Paxton, he would return to office immediately. It's unclear when the trial will happen, though almost certainly it will not come before the legislative session ends on Monday. That's no way. The Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, who will preside over the trial and set the rules, can call a special session to hold it if he wants, but his office has not said if he plans to do that. The investigative committee on the House that spent the first several minutes of Saturday's floor session laying out the 20 articles of impeachment that ultimately were approved by a majority of lawmakers. Among the allegations were that Paxton gave special treatment and abused his office to help Nate Paul, a friend and campaign donor in Austin, in several instances. Lawmakers also said Mr. Paul helped with renovations on Paxton's house and employed a woman with whom Mr. Paxton had been having an affair, actions that amount to bribes. So I'm going to... It's not, yep, yep, yep. Keep going. We're going to do a mistress swap, and that's considered a bribe. Okay. The impeachment articles also include claims that Paxton directed his employees to violate state's open records laws. He fired employees who reported his bad behavior, made false statements to a state board, did not accurately disclose his finances, and stalled a separate criminal prosecution that accused him of securities fraud. So, you know, cool guy. 
Yeah, real good guy. God, they're all pieces down there. They really are. The entire upper legislative branch of, no, it's not a branch, but of Texas is just a mess. Uh, all right. This is from John Allen and at this is from NBC. Now, officials who work for Governor Ron DeSantis' administration, not his campaign, well, they have been sending text messages to Florida lobbyists soliciting political contributions for DeSantis's presidential bid. That's a breach of traditional norms that has raised ethical and legal questions and left many in the state, in the state capitol, kind of shocked. NBC News reviewed text messages from four DeSantis administration officials, including those directly in the governor's office and with leadership positions in state agencies. They requested the recipient of the text message contribute to the governor's campaign through a specific link that appeared to track who's giving as part of a, quote, bundle program. This is a quote. The bottom line is that the administration appears to be keeping tabs on who is giving and are doing it using state staff. This is from a longtime Florida lobbyist. Went on to say, you are in a prisoner's dilemma. They're going to remain in power. We all understand that. Hmm. Okay. NBC News is not naming the specific staffers who sent the text messages because it could out the lobbyists who received the messages and shared them. DeSantis's office did not return a request seeking comment. Shocking. But one administration official acknowledged that they were fundraising for the campaign. I kind of don't care if it outs the lobbyists who received the messages and shared them. Like, seriously? I'm going to call my Give friend names. John Allen and be like, spill it. <laughs> right? Well, this is a quote from the story. I'm not sure what every EOG staffer does on their free time and after hours with their First Amendment rights, but I wouldn't be shocked if Team EOG somehow raised more money than lobbyists. This is an administration official. This is what was said in a text message referring to an acronym for the governor's office and went on to say, I can confirm I and many other staff personally donated. Now, generally, political staffers are charged with raising money for political campaigns, and aides on the official side, they are walled off from that. The legality of the solicitations, depending on a series of factors, including whether they were sent on state-owned phones or if they were sent on state property, both of those two things matter. A longtime Florida election law attorney said that even if the DeSantis aides are fundraising for the campaign in their personal capacity off the government clock, it still raised ethical questions. I think that would raise more ethical questions. And this is a quote, at a minimum, even if they are sitting in their home at 9 p.m. using their personal phone and contacting lobbyists that they somehow magically met in their personal capacity and not through their role in the governor's office, it still smells yucky. Yucky. That's from an attorney. (laughs) Attorney went on to say, there's a misuse of public position here and that is obvious to anyone paying attention. But the practice was still jaw-dropping for those who have long been involved in Florida politics. And then one quote, what the fuck am I supposed to do? One lobbyist said, I have a lot of business in front of the DeSantis administration. Yeah. And this is what, you know, we, we call this the Hatch Act federally, right? Like my podcast was investigated by Trump's yep. Office of General Counsel for Hatch Act violations because... I wasn't even fundraising and I went by it. Anyway, um, they didn't find that I violated it. But uh, this is just blatant fucking norm violating. And of course, you know, we call it what uh, awful but lawful. This might not be illegal. Well, I mean, probably. Yeah, I I don't think it's illegal, but uh, it should be. But, you know, neither is running a ghost candidate with a similar last name to a Democrat. 
Right. You know, the only the only reason those people are in jail in the green, the that what was that guy's name? Greenberg? Joel. Joel. In that whole thing, the only reason they're in jail is because they donated, you know, they they printed out mailers to send to the voters about their ghost candidate that, that you know, surpassed the limit that you're allowed to donate to a campaign. So the fuck. Right. All right. Next up. This is huge, Dana. You know, the Department of Justice has mooted its previous determination that Trump was acting in his role as president when he defamed E. Jean Carroll in 2019. We've been talking about this as one of the things that the DOJ did that I hated, you know, when they said that oh, uh, yeah. they would represent Donald in the defamation case in Carroll 1. And I was very pissed about that. Uh, but you'll remember, there, there are two Carroll cases right now. Carroll 2 was about the defamation on Truth Social after he was president. And in that case, a jury found Trump liable for sexual abuse and defamation and awarded E. Jean $5 million. Carol one was the case from what Donald said in 2019 when he was president. And that case has been working its way through the courts to determine if the Department of Justice would be able to represent Trump because he was president when he defamed her. This was originally decided by Bill Barr. Bill Barr determined that Trump's defamation was part of his job as president. After Merrick Garland took over as attorney general, Garland stuck with Barr's determination. I disagreed with that decision, but there was no real mechanism for him to change his mind. He would have to overturn what the previous, you know, attorney general did. And I posited that it was like the the Garland Bill Barr memo decision. You'll remember Bill Barr wrote a memo about why he didn't charge obstruction of justice in the Mueller investigation. He wanted to prevent that memo from going public because it outlined that decision to not charge Donald. But Garland continued presenting Bill Barr's shitty legal arguments and lost. And he did not appeal, which allowed the memo to come out. And when it did, we learned why Garland didn't charge Trump with obstruction in the Mueller probe, because Barr declined to prosecute and Garland couldn't overturn that without giving the DOJ a black eye. So he simply just didn't appeal and let the thing come out. In the E. Jean case, I was hoping he would do the same thing, but Garland stepped in already in the appeals stage. So he had to put up Barr's same shitty arguments to the appellate court. But while that appeal was being decided after those bad arguments were made, E. Jean filed her second amended complaint in the Carroll 1 case. Now, Garland has taken that as an opportunity to change the Department of Justice argument without looking political or shitting on the Department of Justice. So let me read from this letter the DOJ just wrote to the judge in the E. Jean Carroll case to Judge Kaplan. The letter says, first, the Westfall Act contemplates that the attorney general will make a decision as to whether the defendant employee was acting within the scope of his office or employment at the time of the incidents out of which the action arose. That's the Westfall Act. He goes on to say, an amended complaint acts as a complete substitute for the original complaint. And the case proceeds only on the allegations in the amended complaint. Thus, when the plaintiff, E. Jean Carroll, filed her amended complaint, that became the controlling document in the case. The government's prior request to substitute itself under the Westfall Act to represent Donald Trump is now rendered moot. The proposed amended complaint contains new allegations, and accordingly, the United States respectfully requests the court first resolve the plaintiff's pending motion to amend her complaint and then order us to meet and confer. Basically saying, E. Jean has filed a motion to add the CNN town hall comments to the Carroll One case, right? And the court has not yet decided if they're going to allow E. Jean Carroll 
to add that to the Carol one case. So the DOJ is like, oh, we have a whole new complaint in Carol one. That means Bill Barr's shitty decision is totally fucking moot. And we get to make a new decision as soon as the court, as soon as you guys decide whether or not to accept her second amended complaint. So now Garland could decide Trump was he could decide Trump was acting in his role. He could stick with the Bill Barr decision. Right. And and substitute the DOJ in right. as his lawyer, meaning the Carroll case would be completely over the first one. That's assuming Kaplan accepts Carroll's second amended complaint. Now, the judge may decide to keep them separate like he did with Carol one and Carol two. But either way, this gives Garland his first chance, first chance to decide on whether Trump was acting in his role as president when he defamed Carol without the previous determination by Bill Barr hanging over his head. That Barr decision is moot. It's over. It's in the ground. It's six feet under. It's out. It's bell bottoms. Leaving Garland free to make his own determination. And I hope he does the right thing. I hope so as well. And the reason we're telling the story this way is, you know, the right is going to spin this as a partisan decision because they're not going to have all this information. So they're going to make it look like he just did this on his own accord because a lot of people on the other side aren't researching the law as we are here. So, AG, thank you for laying that out, especially for the listeners. Yeah, no problem. A lot of people don't realize when you amend a complaint, that's the new document. And any decisions on that previous document, they're gone. They're done amazing. And that's why this is the collateral fucking beauty of the damage caused by the CNN hall. There are at least some things that came out of it that he incriminated himself and it created all of this fall, this domino effect with the DOJ. It was a beautiful thing. I still hate they did it, but if they're going to do it and hold to it, at least we got some joy out of it with this stuff. I'll tell you what. Yeah. And and I got to tell you, the very boring outcome of this would be that the judge says, sorry, this is now Carol three. What happened at the CNN town hall? And the DOJ might say, all right, well, we still then, you know, not that means they, that the judge wouldn't accept it, her second amended complaint to add it to Carol one. They might say, nope, right. Carol three and Carol one. And the DOJ might continue saying, all right, well, Carol one, we still rep, but Carol three, we do not. Right. And at this point, Carol three, we know that uh, with the Carol two case, <laughs> he, he already <laughs> lost that one. And this is the same sort of shit. Yeah. So it's, it, it does look good that if they were to separate the cases, at least she would end up winning the Carol 3 case, or it appears that way based yeah, on the last yeah. decision. Sounds we don't know. All right. This is from Ryan Nobles at NBC. Looks like the House Judiciary Committee will hear public testimony from former special counsel John Durham about his probe into the origins of the Trump-Russia investigation on June 21st. Two sources familiar with the committee's plans. That's what they told NBC News. Durham was charged by former U.S. Attorney General William Barr with leading a probe into the FBI and Justice Department's handling of the investigation into the Russian interference in 2016 election. An investigation, by the way, that Barr had been highly critical of, as we know. Durham completed his four-year investigation and filed a lengthy final report earlier this month that concluded the FBI inappropriately launched a full investigation into the allegations but they stopped short of providing any new evidence that anyone in the government had broken the law. Hmm. In response to Durham's report, the FBI said it had already addressed the missteps he had identified. They're like, we took responsibility for this shit. This isn't new. And this is a quote. The conduct in 2016 and 2017 that special counsel Durham examined was the reason that current FBI leadership already implemented dozens of corrective actions, which have now been in place for some time. It said that in a statement. Well, Republicans, including Judiciary Chair Jim Jordan, I need a I need a jacket, Jim Jordan, they have used Durham's report to make the case that the probe into Russia and its ties to then-candidate Donald Trump 
were politically motivated and based on a faulty premise. Fox News reported that last week Jordan planned to call Durham to testify before the committee. Well, House Democrats have charged that Durham's report itself is politically motivated. Now, Durham, and this is a quote, is the number one example of weaponization of the federal government. That's from Dan Goldman. He's a Democrat in New York. That's what he told MSNBC last week. Durham is not expected to answer questions about anything that's not in his report, including a classified appendix that's not publicly available and the Trump crime they found in Italy that Durham declined to prosecute. So they're not going to bring that up at all. Yeah, I I imagine maybe some Dems might try, but Durham's going to just be like, nope, it's not my report. And and then my question would be like, why isn't it in your report? It's required by the special special (laughs) counsel regulations to be in your fucking stupid report. Why isn't it there? All right. We have a lot of good news that we want to get to. And so if you have good news you want to send to us or corrections or whatever, you can send it to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Everybody will be right back with the good news. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, celebrate spring with HelloFresh. They have handpicked the best of the season's bounty. They're delivering it straight to your doorstep. Easy. It's quick. It's amazing. It's delicious. Each of their expertly crafted recipes uses ripe, vibrant, delicious ingredients to bring the essence of spring right into your kitchen. When the spring sunshine is calling your name, do not call for takeout. Get HelloFresh instead. Go to HelloFresh.com slash DailyBeans16 and use code DailyBeans16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. I have been incredibly excited to try the pork katsu. It's got sesame roasted carrots and ginger rice. It looks amazing. It's one of their Hall of Fame top rated recipes. I cannot wait to bite into it. But there's more to HelloFresh than just delightful dinners. Not only do you have a selection of 40 weekly recipes at your fingertips, you can also choose from over 100 items to complement your order. So whether you're craving a little afternoon snack or you need a quick lunch or you have a sweet tooth hankering for some dessert, they have you covered. And you even get to choose what day it arrives on your doorstep. It's so convenient and so amazing. HelloFresh has some great quick and easy meals to try out as well. These meals are designed to make feeding the family a breeze without draining your wallet. They've also rolled out their new fast and fresh options for when you've only got 15 minutes to cook, which you know I love. Trust me, it doesn't get any easier than this. Go to HelloFresh.com slash DailyBeans16 and use code DailyBeans16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. You'll be glad you did. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, if you want to pay pod pet tax, uh, you can send that in. If you don't have a pod pet, you can send an adoptable pet in your area or a shout out to someone you love or a whoopee story or shit kids say or shit you say or what the mutt or I can maybe even probably guess your horses breed. Anything you want to send us. You can it send sounds it. so weird when you say it like that. <laughs> What the heck wine is what it's called. I don't know. I could probably guess your horse's breed. That sounds like a euphemism, but I'm not sure. Yes, I need to see a man about a horse. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, you can send it to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. First up from Ari, pronouns he and him, a correction slash clarification. Longtime listener, first time commenter. Love what you do to keep us all informed. The protocols of the elders of Zion is a fabrication, not a forgery. Seems that a forgery would imply that there was at some point a genuine document. 
Keep up the unbelievably great work uh, that you do and legume on. All right, cool. Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for that correction. Yeah, it's completely fabricated out of whole cloth. It's not, yeah, very good. There you go. All right, this is from Heather. No pronouns given. (laughs) I know, no pronouns given from Heather. Good morning, beans, summa cum laude. I love it. My good news is that I finally, at the age of 46, completed my bachelor's degree with summa cum laude honors. Congratulations. I could not have done this without my wonderful husband, Vic, who introduced me to MSW in the kitchen days. He was my editor, my research assistant, and motivator. I could not have done this without him. My other good news is that my MAGA mother is finally moving out so my husband and I can finally have a little more political peace in our home in the state of Texas, where we are in the minority, but we will continue to vote and write postcards. See my cute Bailey girl for pet tags. Look at the face on the little snaggle dog and the congratulations, congratulations. <gasps> heather seriously you look so happy in that mm, cap again it's a happy and beautiful photo and i love your hair and mickey ears on the dog that's so cute and i was wondering i mean i know that the you know your your maga mother-in-law is moving out but i was wondering have y'all got along and were high-fiving on the the ken paxton impeachment probably not since the maga caucus is really upset about it but i don't know just wondering if there's any common ground there look at these beautiful photos thank you so much next up from anonymous pronouns she and her howdy and hi ladies xo after three years of learning to live with symptoms and managing the less troubling times of a sudden onset disability i've been developing a greenish thumb my amazing thoughtful superbly kind-hearted and patient partner has showered me with all of the tools supplies and encouragements to put together my very own decked-out garden. Insert ear-to-ear grin. Attaching proof, and for good measure, my fur baby. Peaceful feelings have again entered my life. Huge props and appreciation for you two, bringing me doses of laughter and knowing some of my emotions about the news are valid. Oh, that's so good to hear. Love and hugs, Anonymous. Look at this. A.G., what kind... First of all, beautiful garden. However, comma... What kind of little cheetah is this in the garden? Oh, that looks like a Bengal kitty. That's what I thought. Beautiful. Okay, at least I would have known that one. Leopard spots. Oh, so beautiful. We're, you would think we would be better at the dogs, but we're better with cats and horses. I, I mean, I don't know. Oh, this is so, so very cool. I love this. So many supporting partners in these submissions. I love this too. Oh my God. Okay, here we go. This is from Gary, pronouns he and him. We tried the swear box on the floor and our cat was sitting inside within minutes. I found that my wife does the same thing <laughs> when she sees circles of rocks. And there she is. That, you look like you're in a Star Trek set on another planet. You do. I know it's probably not. It looks a little like Chaco Canyon it's in beautiful. New Mexico, but it might not be. Yeah. Thanks, Gary. Do you want to take the next one too? Sure, I'm happy to. This is from Andrea. I hope I'm saying that right, and it's not Andrea, but I'm sure I'll get a correction if I am. Andrea, pronouns she and her. Hello, queens of the beans. I just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate you both. I never miss an episode. I love that you cover all the wild used 5.29. What what do we have here? What does that mean? And often know. tough topics. I don't know. All right. We're good. That's what it says. The wild used 5.29 and often tough topics of the day with compassion and heart. And then end with episode with the good news. I know you're heading into a super busy period and indictment season arrives. To help you keep going, here's a photo of my daughter's cat, Pax. I love that name. He is an orange tom. 
with a big personality, which is visible when he's sound asleep. <laughs> Thanks again for all you do. Oh my God. Orange Toms are such clowns. They're so funny and sweet. So cute. Look at those toe beans. Toe beans. Uh, thank you so much for that. Now I want to look up wild used 529. Is that, let's, let's Google that. Wild used 529. Cause I'm very curious. Yeah. Uh, nope. There's not a lot of matches. It must be a typo or a producer error. Uh, let that could us be know. a date. Yeah. Or, maybe it was on, maybe, oh, maybe because this is going to be the 29th, like the, this is on the 29th. I don't know. Yeah. I, I really don't know either, but Andrea, let us know what you meant by that. Yeah. All right, from Nick, pronouns he and him. Hello, AG and DG. Thanks for continuing to bring us the news, even when it's less frenetically maddening. I have a correction about Ken Paxton. If impeached, he would not be the first attorney general in the country to have been impeached. South Dakota beat Texas to it last year when our legislator stopped attacking LGBTQ population briefly and not only impeached our vehicular manslaughter, committing an otherwise getting away with it attorney oh, general, right. Roundsborg, but removing him from office to boot, making him the first South Dakota official ever removed by impeachment. Okay, well, that's actually a correction for NBC then, and I will write them a strongly worded letter. <laughs> you may remember him as the guy who hit a man who was walking on the side of the road, claiming he thought he'd hit a deer, despite the man's glasses ending up in his car's dashboard. I do remember this guy. Thanks again, and please keep trudging so well through the, the morass of nincompoopery that is our political system with the humor you've been known for. It's always great to hear you genuinely laugh so hard at things like Pnut. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Here are pictures of me having gotten back to painting, gaming miniatures. The completed figure is a beholder visually themed after Mike Wazowski from Monsters, Inc. Oh, love. The three work-in-progress figures are survivors, the player characters from the board game Zombicide. I'm painting the one on the left to resemble my late father-in-law, who the sculpt loosely resembles. I'm really rusty because the techniques are coming back with every new figure I start on. After all the money I've spent on paint, making sure I have exactly the correct tone for whatever I need to replicate, they'd better. Additionally, instead of Gurr, who's been my healing buddy during my recuperation from hip surgery, this time I've included a picture of my grand rat, Avalon, getting some shoulder time with me, which she always loves. <laughs> Oh, look at these are beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. These, these really are, are impressive. Yeah, these are really good. Oh, there's the rat. I find rats so cute. They're so, they're so adorable. You know, the tail. Okay, I get it. Maybe not the tail. Everything else is really <laughs> Everyone sometimes has a problem with the tail because it's gotten over. I know. All right. This is from Spoon. No pronouns on Spoon. Hi, I've been an avid Mueller She Wrote listener for years. Thank you for cutting through so much bullshit. I just noticed your call on the Daily Beans about submitting your business for a shout out. I started Damn Good Doormats back in 09 and was the first to create snarky hand-painted doormats. That's right. Our LGBTQ plus woman-founded business invented an entire industry. We make eco-friendly doormats that are i think it's unafraid to what you think choir mats yeah maybe maybe that's some sort of mat that i don't know about oh maybe yeah okay we make eco-friendly the, the word is c-o-i-r choir mats that are unafraid to be foul-mouthed much like yourself love to send you a mat oh yes let's see welcome to the gayest place in town home of a brilliant piece of sexual jujitsu <laughs> oh my god Oh my gosh. Woke AF and mad as hell. 
Resistance is not futile. Love it. Welcome to Crazy Town. Welcome to my shithole. I love these. All right. These are fantastic. Yeah. And if you want to go check these out, it's literally just damngooddoormats.com. These are so great. I'm going to definitely be in touch, Spoon. Thank you for this. Love it. And thanks to everybody for all of your submissions. These are wonderful. And I love all the supporting partners. There was, you know, in this, in this, batch of good news. It's just so good to hear that people have loving and supporting partners and people in their lives. I agree. I agree. We should all be so lucky. Oh, yes. Yes, we should. All right. Well, we'll see what happens with this uh, debt ceiling um, suspension budget bill, whatever the, the, you know, the Republican. Yeah. Republican manufactured problems. Uh, We'll see what happens with that. We'll see how uh, big of a win Biden Biden gets here. And uh, we'll keep you posted on potential charges. As you know, you can follow at indictments only on Twitter and turn on notifications and we will send you out a notification as soon as Trump is indicted. Oh again. my God, it'd be so good. And I, you know, again, I started putting videos up on TikTok and Instagram. Please follow me on TikTok and Instagram. Um, I think you would really like the videos. And then when the indictments come out, I will be going over them with a fine tooth comb. And I think it will be very helpful to get those little short snippets. And then, of course, check out the Jack podcast. It just dropped. Um, do you have any shout outs you want to do, Dana? No, other than actually, no, not I, I don't. I, um, I, it's just been a, a good weekend. I got to see my nephew graduate from high school. My heart is full and I look forward to uh what he's about to do in the world. So good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, good. That's so cool. Congratulations to, to your nest. Thank you. All right, everybody, we'll be back in your ears tomorrow. So please, until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, take care of your mental health, vote blue over Q. And take everyone with you. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. Hi, I'm Liz Winstead. I'm Moji Alawode-L. And we're the hosts of Feminist Buzzkills, the only weekly podcast that helps you navigate the post-Roe hellscape. We dissect all the news from that sketchy intersection of abortion and misogyny with our guests, the abortion providers and activists working on the ground. Plus, we have amazing comedians to help us laugh through the rage. Feminist Buzzkills drops Fridays wherever you get your pod fix. Listen and subscribe, because when BS is popping, we pop off. It's no surprise that newsmakers try to manipulate the audience. They want you to believe that they are the one holding the line and they'll use any trick they can to get you there. But don't let them fool you. Get unspun. I'm Amanda Sturgill. I've been a reporter, and today I teach future reporters to cut the spin and think critically about what newsmakers say. My podcast, Unspun, shows you how to know when you're being manipulated by the news. Learn to spot the tricks and how to make up your own mind about what's true. So if you're tired of being fooled by the news, subscribe to Unspun today. Unspun, because you deserve the truth.